Oh my god, I was hoping to catch you before you left for your date, but you must already be gone. Please make sure this one has a job. Um, maybe just send me his IG. I would love to look him up on LinkedIn for you. Make sure he has some recent activity there. Uh, I'm happy to do a little more digging. I would love some employment history, anything he can provide. Okay, I love you. Have fun and don't do anything I wouldn't do, like buy him a flight or pay for his tuition. Okay, have fun. Bye. Oh no, I just missed a call from my sister. No, 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 it's fine. I won't have to call her back now. She she left a voice message. I'll, I'll call her later. So, um, sorry. What were you saying about um, how you just quit your job? La, 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 <laughs> Hello, la, and welcome la, to another episode la, of Big la, Lash Energy. La, I'm your host, Jaina Marie. There's a reason my sister leaves voice messages like that for me. It's because I have a terrible reputation for dating broke guys. I really had a problem with it. Well, not so much anymore, at least I hope not, but I most definitely did. I dated them almost exclusively. Well, at least no one's calling me a gold digger. (laughs) We actually had an argument over whether or not I should do an episode on all my experience with these guys without money because my sister just thinks it's way too embarrassing. But the way I see it is if I end up turning it into a good podcast episode, then it's like all the money I spent on them was basically an investment into Big Lash Energy. Totally worth it, right? (laughs) The good news is it's my show and I can make myself look like a goof if I want to. So against my sister's wishes, I'm going to be dishing on some of the wildest shit I've put up with from dudes with no dinero and some of the things I've learned from it. If you want to hear some hopefully very unrelatable stories of some of the bros that I've bankrolled, then hang on to your change purse, my friend, because this episode's going to make your man look like Elon Musk. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. Where did things go wrong? TLC's No Scrubs was the soundtrack to my high school years. I knew every single word of that song. Oh, and of course, we can't forget Destiny's Child, right? My baby brother's first memories, I'm sure, are of him sitting on my bed while I played Bills, Bills, Bills on repeat, lip syncing and improvising choreography like I was Beyonce. Do you remember the lyrics to that song? Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Do you pay my automobiles? If you did, then maybe we could chill. But I don't think you do. No, so you and me are through. That was the energy I should have taken with me into adulthood, but unfortunately, that was not the case. If you saw my track record with men, you would think that my first date conversations went something like, so what do you do for work? Uh, I'm in construction. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't think you're really my type. What? I'm I'm a foreman. I put in long hours and I earn a consistent paycheck. Well, that's cool. It's nice. It's good for you. But call me if you ever get laid off. Once I dated a guy who was so broke. How broke was he? When we went to see strippers, I had to give him $5 bills so that he could tip the dancers. I know you're shaking your head at me. So let me explain myself. Some women focus on how much a man makes so that they can get the things that they want in life, like designer handbags, trips, or extravagant dates. I remember one bride that I did a few years back told me that she manifested a husband who drove 
a G-Wagon. She actually told me never to give up on my dreams. But I've busted my ass so hard that I could afford the things, mostly, that I want for myself. So I have different priorities when it comes to what I look for in a man. I tend to care more about, you know, things like chemistry, intelligence, a sense of humor. And if I happen to find those things packed neatly inside a dude with only $5 in his pocket, I'm not so pressed about it. Once my mom said, Jenny, you really need to find someone who's as successful as you are. And I said, Mom, there are so many things I'm looking for. Someone who's smart, family oriented, handsome. I have to want to kiss them. We have to have common goals and ambitions. If I find all those things in someone, I don't want to have to check his bank account too. It just, it just feels like too much. Since then, I've had a change of heart, and I'll talk about that later, but for now, we're going to get back to my TED Talk. There are perks to dating men without jobs, believe it or not. It's true. I know you don't believe me, so hear me out, okay? Here are the benefits of dating brokers. Number one, they're never too busy to text you back. As long as their phone is on. Ever have a pressing question for your man like, hey, babe, what color do you think I should paint my toenails? Only to get a reply like hours later with something along the lines of, oh, sorry, I didn't see this, babe. I was busy closing a multi-million dollar contract. Ugh, it's the worst. Thanks for nothing, Chad. My pedicure was over like hours ago. Thanks to your stupid job, I had to decide between Big Apple Red and Wanted Red or Alive all by myself. It's like, I've never felt so alone. (laughs) The guy with no job, not only is he right beside his phone waiting for your text, but he's been scrolling on Instagram all day so he knows all the latest trends. That guy would say something like, Oh babe, you have to go with the Hailey Bieber nails. They're hot. Like you. Now hurry up and bring those pretty little toes home so I can lick them. (laughs) Number two. They're available for any adventure, as long as you pay. Have you ever felt like running away to Bali, but your man couldn't get the time off work? Maybe he put in a request and it was denied, or maybe he's already used up his two weeks of paid vacation for that year. A job really can cramp your style. It really does get in the way of a good time. But not a dude without a job, though. He has 52 weeks off a year. Isn't that amazing? You want to go somewhere? Just pick a place and go. All you need to do is pay for his passport application, his flight, his neck pillow, snacks, his hotel and meals, and you'll be living your best life in a cabana overlooking the rice fields, getting massages on the ocean, or taking cooking classes on an organic farm. It's so simple. Number three. They're never too tired for sex. And as an added bonus, they're usually great in bed because it's literally all they have to offer. Have you ever crawled into bed with your man after a long day of work, felt like you were in the mood and heard, sorry, babe, I really need to get to sleep. Or even worse, can you get on top tonight? I'm tired. Wah, wah. Tory Lanez has a song where he says something like, I'm going to put you in seven positions for 70 minutes. I have a feeling he wrote that back when he was a struggle rapper. (laughs) Dudes without jobs can literally sit around all day just waiting to bang. Literally. He's probably only burned like 200 calories sitting on the couch. So when you get home, he's still got another 2,500 he needs to get through before bed. So buckle up, baby. Number four, they're there when you need them. As long as you don't need money. Are you in your feels while watching a Netflix marathon at 4 a.m.? Call him. Call him. Wake his ass up and tell him about it. Lord knows he doesn't have anything to do in the morning. Do you want to chat about life till the sun comes up? Sure. Why not? Need a ride to the airport at any time of the day? Need someone to change your tire or maybe take your dog for a walk? What in the world does he have to do besides come and help you? 
For the record, I'm not the only one. J-Lo dated a backup dancer for two and a half years who was way younger than her and clearly made way less money. She said that she stayed because of the chemistry. And he was pretty easy to look at too. I mean, sure, he wasn't jobless, but his income was nowhere near hers. But she had other priorities besides what he could buy her. He was hot and they loved making out. What else did J-Lo need? I mean, really? Also, we can't forget the most classic case of all time, Miss Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. That guy looked like he couldn't afford to supersize his own fries. They were reported as saying that their connection was instant. They felt it right away. But she could have ignored it and looked for someone more successful. But instead, she promoted his broke ass to baby daddy twice. And then once they broke up, she had to pay him $35,000. A month, a month in child support. Jada. For the record, my sister is so irritated that I'm telling the stories that I'm about to share with you. She keeps saying that people are going to hear them and think that I'm an easy target. She's like, get ready for 200 emails from dudes claiming to be Nigerian prince. You sound like all someone has to do is say you're beautiful and you'll buy them a car. No, Carly, that's not the case. You have to say I'm beautiful and like my dogs. <laughs> I have standards, all right? Okay, anyways, against all advice from my sister, here are some funny broke guy stories for you to giggle at. Evan and I matched on Tinder. He picked me up in a car with Elmo pull-down shade screen suction cup to the windows and a baby seat in the back. I saw those things and I asked, do you have a kid? Here's a fun fact. That actually would have been a bonus for me because my Tinder profile back then used to say bonus points if you're a single dad. I'd get so many messages asking, uh, is that a joke? Absolutely wasn't. I mean, are you kidding me? I would love to have kids in my life without having to tear my vagina open. That's the dream right there. But alas, he was just borrowing his sister's car. I didn't think much of it. I mean, if anything, I thought, cute, he's close to his family. Maybe his car's in the shop. He took me to a park. We got out. He popped the trunk open and pulled out a kite. He said, I thought maybe we could do this today. I bet you've never flown a kite on a date before. And he was right. I hadn't. <laughs> this wasn't a cool, badass kite. It looked like one he'd borrowed from his sister's kid. I still wasn't quite aware of what was happening at this point. So I thought, all right, this is unique. He put some thought into it, I guess. It's kind of cute. So we walked with the kite to a clearing in the park and realized that there was zero wind that day. Like the air was as still as a stump. Bless his heart. He still wanted to try and get it up. So he tried running with the kite held high above his head, hoping that the momentum would lift it. But after numerous attempts, my now sweaty date finally gave up, tired and very embarrassed. He was like, so uh, you want to get something to eat? I said, sure. He put the kite back into the trunk of his sister's kidmobile and he drove us to a nearby sushi restaurant. This was when I was on one of my super low calorie kicks. So I only ordered a half order of salmon sashimi and this guy only ordered one California roll. That's it. A full grown man only ordering one California roll. Strange. We made conversation and nibbled away at our mini meals, and eventually the server replaced the bill on our table. The total was a whopping $16. After looking at it, he goes, Okay, uh, yours was $10 and mine was 6 so you cool if we split it? I almost dropped my chopsticks. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't mind splitting a bill. It's really no big deal to me. But for so little? Just out of principle. It just seemed so petty. Suddenly, the fact that he was driving his sister's car and flying a kite made sense. The dude was either broke as hell 
or cheap as hell. And either way, it wasn't cute anymore. I said, oh, it's fine. I'll just pay for it. He goes, are you sure? Like mine too? I said, yeah, yours too. Then the guy said some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. He goes, oh my God, you're like one of those independent, high powered Miami chicks who's like got it for herself. Like, okay, Miss Independent. I said, uh, nope, I'm just a chick with a $20 bill. Imagine. Imagine with my $20, I covered both of our meals and left a 25% tip. You know, like the badass independent Miami chick that I was. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can totally picture high school Jaina dancing on her bed with a hairbrush as a microphone singing, no, I don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a guy that can't pay for my sushi. Hanging up the passenger side of his sister's ride, trying to holler at me. <laughs> That's how that goes, right? Then there was Corey. Corey. Oh boy. Corey and I dated for about six months, a long time ago. He was from Kentucky. He killed me with his adorable southern accent. We went for dinner one time and he was picking food out of his teeth with a fork. I said, uh, Corey, this is kind of a fancy restaurant. Could you maybe not do that here? He took one last dig at whatever was lodged in his teeth and he goes, I may be a little rough around the edges, but I can still love you good. I was a puddle. Okay, Corey, floss your teeth with your shoelaces for all I care. (laughs) Anyways, as you already know, this guy was broke. His reason was that he wasn't allowed to work in Canada. So in order for him to make money, he had to find someone who would hire him illegally. So he would get odd jobs here and there, but he was also a troubled party kid. So hot, right? (laughs) He was also always skipping work or doing other reckless things to get fired. So because he was broke, his phone was often turned off. So he would give his bosses my phone number. One morning, I got a call from the manager at the fast food restaurant he was working at saying, Uh, Corey didn't show up to work again today. It didn't surprise me because I hadn't heard from him since the day before either. The manager said, Can you tell Corey that since this is his third time not showing up to work, I'm going to have to let him go. My heart sank. Damn it. It's so hard for him to find work. Think fast, Gina. I said, Hey, he really needs this job. What if? I came in for him today. You don't even have to pay me. Could you count it as him being there? Then uh, maybe he could get one more chance. The manager was hesitant, but he was obviously desperate because he agreed. Little did I know, I spent the day glazing brisket while Corey's Kentucky ass was grazing booty. He'd run off with another girl. Yeah. Over a decade later, this dummy reached out to me saying that he missed me and asked if I would give us another try. I said, aren't you married? And isn't your wife pregnant? He goes, yeah, but she's in jail for drug trafficking right now. She was arrested two days ago, so we're pretty much over. Damn, it's too bad that relationship never panned out. I missed out on a really good guy. Then we get to Jeff. I'm sure my bank account just ran for cover at the sound of his name. Now, before I get to this one, I should mention that there is a difference between dating a broke guy and bankrolling a broke guy. It's important that I briefly explain my relationship to money because otherwise you're going to think I'm crazy. The way I see it is I love my job and not many people get to do what they love for a living. So I consider it my biggest blessing. The way I see it is if I've been given enough to pay my bills, take care of the things that I need for my myself, then anything that I have left over is meant to be shared. I feel like anytime I have more than I need of anything, I have to share it out of gratitude because it could be taken away from me at any time. So I'll get into that in another episode. But anyways, I matched with Jeff on Tinder. He lived like 
a three-hour drive for me. And as I told you, my profile said that I liked single dads. And this guy had nine kids. Nine. With, I believe, like four different women. So I guess be careful what you wish for. Nine. Anyways, he explained that at the time he was in between jobs. He was living on a couch at his brother's house and he had puppies. I love puppies. The first few times we talked, whether it was over the phone or on FaceTime, they were like those long, drawn-out, all-day conversations. And I remembered at the end of one of our calls, I said I wished we could go for dinner together. So as a flirty gesture, I had Uber Eats deliver a poke bowl to him, and I thought it would be rude for him to eat in front of his brother, so I sent some for him, too. Him and his brother thought this was absolutely crazy, and I was obviously the coolest chick ever to make sure that they had a beautiful dinner that night. So anyways, we continued with our long, drawn-out conversations, and eventually I decided that I wanted to drive out to meet him, and I figured it wasn't that big of a risk, because even if we didn't really connect, at least I'd get to play with the puppies. (laughs) Thankfully, we did hit it off. I was so into him, but mostly I was drawn to how much he seemed to be into me. He was so bold about his feelings. He even went so far as to reach out to my mom on social media to thank her for raising me and promising not to hurt me. Now I realize that that was something called love bombing, which I should have seen as a red flag, but at the time, I was really impressed. While I was visiting, I saw how down and out he was financially. So I bought groceries for the house and both he and his brother couldn't believe it. They were so grateful and I was happy that I could help. But what started off as me being flirty and helpful gradually grew into a monster. It progressed to him asking for me to have meals delivered, then asking for groceries, and then eventually his unemployed uncle moved in with him and now I'm ordering groceries for the whole family. I knew what each of those guys like to cook, their food preferences and everything. It was truly out of hand. There was even one day his uncle happened to get like some random job and he didn't have a way of getting to work so Jeff called me and asked me to order an Uber for his uncle. Like it was my responsibility even to get his uncle to work. Now can you see why my sister didn't want me to tell these stories? Jada! Don't worry, don't worry. It gets much worse. On one of my visits, we all went to watch fireworks together. And afterwards, I suggested maybe we go for dinner. Someone said, should we go somewhere fancy tonight like Applebee's? I pretended not to hear that. We all loaded into my car and made our way to the restaurant. When we got there, Jeff and I were joined by his uncle and brother. We sat down and as soon as everyone looked at the menus, I realized that they were doing their best to try and have it cost as little as possible. They were planning on sharing something like two appetizers between the three of them. And I just, I just couldn't have that. I wanted them to relax and enjoy themselves. So I said, don't worry, you guys. I'm paying for it. Just order what you want. They thanked me and looked at the menus again with new life in their eyes. Then I got up to go to the restroom and a few minutes after I came back, our food arrived. A couple minutes after that, I was shook when I saw two servers approach our table with an extra entree for each man as well as a bag of to-go food for each of them. My blood was boiling. Clearly, while I had stepped away, they added food for themselves to get them through the rest of the week. I felt completely taken advantage of and upset with Jeff. Like, why wouldn't he stop this? I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass them, but I was big mad. Like, big, big mad. (laughs) You know what? I still wasn't mad enough. I'm sure at this point you would have already blocked his number, told all of your friends about him, and never seen his face again. But no! Not me. I'm clearly a sucker for punishment. One night when Ricky and I were planning on going to a party, 
Jeff reached out to me saying that he was really hungry and needed groceries again. In between trying to get myself ready, I was trying to put an order in in the grocery delivery app, but something was wrong with the app so it wouldn't complete the order. When I tried telling him, he got so mad at me, like as if he thought I was lying. I wasn't, but the fact that he thought that I was and was basically demanding something that I once did out of love had me not even wanting to send the food anymore. On the way to the party, he kept messaging me and asking, is it working yet? Is it working yet? And then making all kinds of accusations that it's probably working just fine, but I just don't care about him anymore. I'm sure Ricky wanted to throw my phone out the window after hearing all this. I mean, if someone was doing this to my friend, I'd be mad as hell. That night put a strain on our little relationship or whatever it was, and I did lose some interest in him. But I guess I kind of wanted to believe that he cared about me and maybe he was just really hungry at the time, so he wasn't being himself. But then one day he video called me with a look of desperation on his face, so I knew he was going to ask for something. He said that he really needed me to send him some money over Western Union so that I could help pay his rent or he and his brother were going to be kicked out of their house. It was a really busy day for me at work and I was exhausted, but I drove to multiple Western unions trying to get one that could send him money as fast as possible. Anyways, the very next day, Ricky sent me a screenshot asking me, is this Jeff and his sister? I sure hope not because it was a picture of him cuddled up on a blanket with another chick with a caption saying that he was now in a relationship. I was fuming mad, insanely hurt and obviously wanting my money back. It also had me asking myself, how did something that I started out of love turn into a point of resentment and then so taken for granted? I realize now that he did me and my bank account a gigantic favor by dating this other poor sap of a woman, (laughs) but also it had me questioning what I needed to learn from this. Looking back, every man that I dated who was broke ended up cheating on me. And I'm 100% sure it's because being with a woman who made a lot more than them hurt their ego. At the end of the day, a man needs to feel like a man. And when the money situation is this unbalanced, it can make him feel insecure. When he feels insecure, he'll do something to make himself feel better. And unfortunately, it often means finding a woman who makes him feel needed. I hear business women like myself say it all the time. I don't need someone with money. I can get it for myself. And now to women like them, I always say, you're right. You don't need him to make money, but he needs him to be making money so that he can feel confident standing beside you. I know there aren't many of you who can relate to sending money and groceries to a bummy guy because not many of you are as stupid stupid as as I am. am. (laughs) But I do know that you may have been in a situation where you are always overgiving, trying harder, putting in more energy or sacrificing way more than the other person in an unbalanced relationship. And for you, I'd like to share what I learned. The most important thing in a relationship is balance. It's key. It's totally fair for you to want to do big, beautiful things for someone that you love. And of course, when something is done out of love, it shouldn't be with an expectation, but it should be with the awareness that the effort and energy needs to be matched. If you're consistently pouring into somebody else's cup, they should be pouring back into yours as well. Otherwise, yours ends up empty. You end up resentful. And that's a terrible way to end up feeling when you started by trying to do something out of love. Secondly, I learned 
that you cannot love someone into loving you back. I'm going to say that again. You cannot love someone into loving you back. Do you remember the movie Aladdin when he discovered the genie for the first time and the genie explained the rules for making wishes? He said, there are only two things I can't do. I can't bring anyone back from the dead and I can't make somebody fall in love with anybody else. Love is either there or it's not. Appreciation is either there or it's not. Doing more for someone won't make them suddenly appreciate you. Just remember, you have as much of a chance loving someone into loving you as you do bringing someone back from the dead. And really, why in the world would you ever want to convince someone to love you more anyways? So moving forward, I pinky promise I've learned my lesson. Boy, have I ever learned my lesson. So here's what's great about dating guys who can keep up financially. For one, you don't have to play small. You can come home excited about getting a promotion or having a good week. You don't have to play it down out of fear that your success will make him feel insecure or feel bad about himself. And two, you can spend your hard-earned money investing into you instead. If you listen to the Fifty Shades of Red trilogy, you already know that one of my relationships cost me tens of thousands of dollars. That was such an expensive lesson. It pains me to think about what else I could have done with that money, investments I could have made, renovations on the house I owned, furthering my education. Bad relationships are a horrible investment of both time and energy. Luckily, we can make our money back, but we can't get back our time or energy. It's wild how much I've been able to accomplish and grow since I started being smarter about where I invest. This podcast is one of them. And for the record, I still buy groceries for people, but now it's for the little girl who lives down the street whose dad has no money or families who've been hit hard during the pandemic. But it's people who deserve it, not people who are taking advantage of me. So no more broke guys, no more unbalanced relationships, and most importantly, no more over-loving to try and get someone to love me back. I should be enough, just me. Just my presence and attention without all the added fluff. And you, you're enough too. Remember that, boo. So that's all the time that I have for today. I hope this week's episode was good for a giggle and I also hope that my sister's not too mad at me. (laughs) If you enjoyed it or if you think you know someone who could relate, hopefully not, could you please share this episode with them? I hear every time you do, a broke guy's Tinder profile disappears into thin air. It's true. (laughs) Thanks again for pressing play. Now, please stay tuned for next week. I'm going to be sharing two stories of times when I went on dates with crazy people and don't tell anyone, but one of them was a woman. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Now, please go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks again.
close, that's why I'm yelling, damn Jaina Would you fit me in if you can, damn Jaina I know you the one with the plan, damn Jaina There's no time to waste, would you make, damn Jaina Could you make me up right now, damn Jaina Would you fit me in if you can, damn Jaina I know you the one with the plan, damn Jaina There's no time to waste No time to waste, would you make me up? Could you make me up right now?